Okay. We are now doing the second essay in this last final section of Tanya, which is discussing a Kabbalistic statement that says, there can be no turning of face to face except through fulfilling commandments of action. Now, what this text is discussing is the stages of creation. When we have the six emotional divine attributes in the highest world, in the world of being, in the world of Atilas, and the tenth and final divine attribute, the attribute of sovereignty, when they were first revealed in the world of being from their spiritual parents, which is the Chachma, the seminal wisdom, and the Bina, the understanding, at this point, Adam has not yet been created. At this point, commandments are not yet being done. So at this point, these two elements, the six emotions, which are, so to speak, the male spiritual element, and sovereignty, the feminine spiritual element, they are not united face to face. Because if there was such an intense energy coming from the inner aspect of these six emotions to the inner aspect of sovereignty, if there was a union of this masculine and feminine divine energies, then the evil forces, the negative forces, what we call klipas, would have been able to take, to sponge off of this much more life-giving influence than we want them to. So therefore, at this point, their relationship was Kabbalistically called a back-to-back, meaning the external aspect of these six emotions was drawn down into the external aspect of sovereignty. Then we have the creation of Adam. And then Adam performs commandments. And performing the commandments is like trimming the thorns, meaning limiting the nature of the evil forces of the klipas. And at that point, they don't have the ability to just grab whatever's out there. And then these two divine energies, the masculine six emotions in the world of being, can unite with sovereignty, the tenth element, the feminine element, in a face-to-face, meaning in an inner aspect of the inner aspect of the six emotions with the inner aspect of sovereignty. So what this means then is that divinity can only be revealed without any of it illegitimately going to forces of evil only by means of commandments that are action-oriented, whose performance entails an actual deed. Because this good deed is what, is what allows this to happen in a healthy way, without the force of evil getting involved. So the question is, why? Why is it, we understand it's commandments, but there are many other commandments besides of deed. There's commandments of speech, and there's also commandments of thought. Belief in God is a commandment, it's a thought perspective. So why can't that achieve the same desired goal? Why only commandments of action? So to understand this, the Rebbe quotes another Kabbalistic source that explains that before a supernal union can take place, we need an arousal initiated by the recipient from the feminine element, which means, again, the element of sovereignty. And this feminine element is the state of action. In other words, sovereignty relates to action. So the things of this world, 
whose source, as we've learned many times, is this tenth divine element, the element of sovereignty, the feminine element, they're all emanating them. The things of this world are emanating from sovereignty. They need to be elevated back to their source, sovereignty, in holiness. Well, how do we elevate the things, the items of this world? Only through commandments, whose fulfillment requires actions performed with the material components of this world. So only when you do an action to serve God with items of this physical world, at that point you are sending that physical item back up to its source, which is to sovereignty. And this allows, this makes possible the supernal union of sovereignty with the six higher emotional attributes, the masculine element. And when there's that fusion, when there's that union of those six masculine emotional attributes, with the tenth feminine attribute, the attribute of sovereignty, this union allows divinity to be revealed in this world. But then maybe the forces of evil get involved. Maybe they're going to try to grab this godly energy that's coming. But we say no, because good deeds, as I mentioned before, are like trimming the the thorns. In other words, the force of evil are like are like thistles, weeds in a vineyard, and they would, if they're unchecked, they're going to take over the vineyard. They're going to take over the life-giving waters and divert them from where they're supposed to go to the vine. So commandments are like cutting down those weeds. So every time you do a commandment, you're not only, as we just explained sending up a spiritual energy of the physical items of this world back to their source, sovereignty, which is allowing the union of sovereignty with the higher dimension of the six emotional attributes. At the same time, this commandment is your thorn cutter. It's cutting away the thorns, cutting away the weeds, cutting away the thistles, which are all these forces of evil. In other words, you're pruning the evil. How are you pruning the evil? Because when you elevate the items of this world, the physical items, by actualizing the good, the godliness that's concealed in them, this has this pruning effect on the forces of evil. So really two things are happening every time you do a practical commandment. Elevating that item back up to its source, to sovereignty, which allows the union of the inner dimension of sovereignty with this higher manifestation, the inner dimension of these six masculine emotional attributes in a face-to-face, inner-to-inner relationship, and simultaneously pruning the forces of evil that they can't get involved in this union and try to take and usurp this flow of godly energy that's now going to come down to this world. Now, if you are really well-versed in Kabbalistic sources, not like us, (laughs) you know that it says that Adam caused this also by prayer. So wait a minute. We're saying it can only be by action. And I'm explaining at length why it can only be by action. And by the way, Adam did this by prayer. So the Rebbe explains, as we've said a number of times already, that when we say he did this by prayer, we don't mean by the intensity of his intent in prayer, but we mean the deed involved. Meaning, 
for one to pray, one has to move one's lips. And our sages say that moving lips is an action. So therefore, he was doing an action commandment by his prayer. So this, through all this, we can understand something we actually mentioned in the first essay, uh, another quote from Kabbalistic sources, that thought, if you only think, if you only have intent, but it's not accompanied by something else, by the action of an action or even by the action of speech, it doesn't accomplish anything. Because as we're explaining, we need practical action in this physical world to make an impact above. And only through elevating the permissible items of this world, which derive their life source from Kripas Noiga, from that intermediate level of not only godliness, but not complete evil, that in-between level, through elevating that back to its godly source, this actually causes a higher degree of illumination to be drawn down into the six emotional masculine attributes, which causes it in turn to desire to give and be united with sovereignty, the feminine element that's below that. Now, some people that are very, very, very holy can actually cause this to happen through intention, through the intentions in their prayer, because their souls are on such a level that their devotion to Torah study, their devotion to prayer can actually affect everything we're just saying as well. But that's just a few. For the rest of us, the overwhelming majority of us, to accomplish this elevation, we need commandments of action, actual deed, or as we said, actual speech, and this allows a face-to-face relationship between the six emotions of the world of being, of the world of Atsilas, and the, and the element of sovereignty. And this union draws down godliness all the way down into our physical world. <laughs>